Hi, I'm Wendy Merchant, founder and executive director of STEM Blazers, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. STEM Blazers is a nonprofit organization that works with middle school and high school girls to inspire them to visualize themselves in science, technology, engineering, and math. Today's episode is hosted by Madison and Katie Fur, and they will be speaking with Christy Steinhilber. Christy is a meteorologist for Applied Weather Associates, and she is also a founding board member of STEM Blazers and currently the board chair. In this episode, Christy shares her passion for atmospheric science and what a career in meteorology looks like behind the camera. Christy's career in this traditionally male-dominated industry drives her to support women and the next generation of girls by dedicating her resources and her time to help provide a community that opens up doors to learn about various STEM career opportunities. STEM Blazers is fortunate to have so many passionate professionals supporting our mission just like Christy. And on a personal note, I'm very blessed to call her my friend. As you listen, you can't help but feel Christy's enthusiasm for her career. I hope you enjoy their conversation. Hi everyone, I'm Madison and I'm a STEM Blazers alum. STEM Blazers has given me countless opportunities and limitless encouragement to develop my confidence in professional relationships. I now volunteer with STEM Blazers as I pursue my college degree. Hello, I am Katie Fur. I was in the South Metro chapter for the school year 2019 to 2020. I am volunteering with STEM Blazers as a take a gap year. STEM Blazers has opened up so many doors to girls, including myself. And today I am excited to be speaking with Christy. Hi, Christy. How are you? Hi, good. How are you guys? I'm doing good. I'm good too. (laughs) So let's jump right into the questions. Katie Fur, if you want to go ahead and start. Yeah. Christy, when you were younger, what did you want to do? What did school look like to you? Uh, I don't know. Thinking back what I wanted to do, I don't know that I, I had any big goals or ideas in my mind. I, I do know that going through school, I, I really excelled in math and science, which became a love for me because I was good at it. So for me, uh, math and science had always been really what I was looking for going through school and going into college as well. And where did you go to college? So I started at Colorado State University up in Fort Collins. I was headed towards a math major. Again, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew I was good at math and a total math nerd. (laughs) So headed towards math. And then I took my first intro to weather class at CSU, totally fell in love. There is so much math and science behind meteorology that I think people have no idea. Like we don't just stand in front of a map and point at clouds. (laughs) There's a little more to it. So fell in love with the math and science behind it. And unfortunately, CSU did not have an undergrad program for meteorology. So while I continued living in Fort Collins, I actually transferred to UNC in Greeley and finished out my degree there. Um, And so then what kind of work do you do now based off of your degree in meteorology? So currently, I work for a company called Applied Weather Associates. I'm a consultant for them. They're a private, I would say, weather research company uh, here locally in Colorado. We don't forecast weather, which is the kind of the big disclaimer. You know, I say I'm a meteorologist and people are like, oh, is it going to snow tomorrow? And I have no idea. (laughs) 
so we do not forecast. We actually do more climatology and more research on previous storms and previous weather. So for example, when a client comes to us, say an engineering company and they want to build a dam, they need to know how much rain could ever fall over that basin where they want to build their dam so they know how high to build it. So it never overtops, which means flooding and loss of life, things like that. So I will go and research storms all the way back to the early 1900s, wherever there's records, and I'll find these storms and I'll put them through our storm software and I'll recreate them all in kind of like today's atmosphere. So then we can come up with these values, these maximum precip values that we can then give to these engineers and they know how tall to build their dams. Besides engineers, what kind of clients do you work for? So besides engineer engineering companies, which we consult for, we do a lot of state projects um, and we work with the Association of uh, Dam Safety Officials. We're actually doing a lot of international work right now, which is pretty cool. We deal with mine tailings for dams. Um, we have a client we just started in Hawaii, which I'm hoping I get called for that meeting. <laughs> We're in Indonesia, we're in South America. Um, yeah, so really cool stuff we're doing right now. That seems super cool. How did you decide on doing more of the back end work um, rather than being what everyone thinks of as a meteorologist, which is being on the news? Sure. So I did start right out of college. I was hired as a software tester for meteorological software, which was pretty fun. And then our boss was like, okay, we have our own meteorological software. Let's put someone in front of it. So we actually started our own small little broadcast section, I guess you could say, using our own weather software. So I technically did broadcast for a couple years. Again, it was just local, really local stuff, mostly on websites. And although I enjoyed it, I it's hard being a meteorologist and having to forecast because it's not a perfect science and uh, it, it's hard. It's really hard. So I really enjoy kind of stepping back, not being that public figure because it's a lot of stress and really researching. It's easier to research storms that have already happened than to predict ones that haven't, right? So I really tend to, to enjoy more of the research part of it rather than being in front and having all the eyes on me. What kind of challenges are there in the meteorology field? So it is a male-dominated field. I know we see on TV a lot there, there are female meteorologists doing the weather. However, my college classes were mostly male. My first two jobs were mostly male. I now, at Applied Weather Associates, I am the only female. So it is it is a male-dominated field, and... What's hard about it is you either go on TV, you work for the National Weather Service, or you do research. So there's there's options, but it's it's not a lot, and you really have to know know people, get internships. You really have to know how to get into the field, and you have to work really hard to stay in it. So Christy, when I was in college, I actually took a meteorology class and I thought it was super duper interesting. And it's not, it's not a class that kids would take like in high school, like in high school, you might take geology or physics as one of your science classes. Um, do you think that everyone should have to take or should 
want to take a meteorology class at some point? And why do you think that? Hmm. I would say, first and foremost, take it so you understand and you do not get mad at the <laughs> forecasters on TV because <laughs> then you'll understand how hard it is. But I don't know. I mean, there, there's, there's two different meteorologists. There's people who grew up loving the weather, storm chasing, eating, sleeping, dreaming weather. I was not that person for me. I know those people. Um, but for me, it was just just the math and science I really enjoyed and being able to, to see it physically happening outside. So, I mean, I think it's a fun course for people to take. Again, it it's really interesting to, to look up at the sky and then actually kind of know what's going on and again, have a little more acceptance of, of the, the people on TV because it's not super easy, but um, I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you, Christy, for answering those first few questions. We will now take a quick break and then come back for some more. Great. Hi, it's Wendy. Are you enjoying the STEM Blazers podcast? We would love to have you rate and review this podcast and help us grow our audience to reach more listeners. Another great way you can support us is to get your STEM Blazers podcast swag. It's so cool. Just go to www.stemblazers.org, select store at the top, and you can get your mug, beanie, or sticker. For our listeners, use discount code STEMFREE21 for free shipping. That's S-T-E-M-F-R-E-E-2-1. Thank you for helping us spread the word and supporting this podcast. So I guess I'll start off by asking you, um, where do you see your career going from here? Is this a job that you'd like to keep doing or do you see any areas for growth that you'd like to pursue um, in the realm of meteorology? So I really, really love this this current job that I'm at. And like I said, I, I've worked really hard to try and stay in, in meteorology. Um, I did have a break before this where I did marketing at an engineering company um, because, you know, I couldn't find any meteorology jobs, but it, it led to this, which was really, really a blessing. And going forward, I honestly, I would love to stay with this company. There's a chance of me becoming a part owner uh, someday with the other guys, which I think would be awesome to be one of the first female owners of this company. So for me, I, I plan to stay here. I hope to stay here for a long time. And we're doing some really amazing work that affects people's lives, which is the number one kind of role of meteorology is, you know, the, the first two rules is we are here to protect first of all, people, and second of all, property. So I, I'm happy where I am, and hopefully they, they keep me for much longer. <laughs> um, what type of advice do you have for students interested in meteorology? Not just students, but also girls. Sure. So you have to like math and science. It's just you can't really get around it. Um Going through your college courses, most all of us actually end up with a math minor because you have to take so much math. So math and science, you got to love it. You, might, you don't have to love the math, but you got to get through it somehow. <laughs> um, and 
you know, in Colorado, really the only two universities that provide undergrad are UNC up in Greeley and Metro uh, down in Denver. CSU provides the graduate program. Outside of Colorado, I know we've I have colleagues that have gone to other universities. I don't know off the top of my head, but getting those math and science courses are huge. Getting your first, you know, intro to weather class freshman year would be awesome. And just seeing, seeing if you like it, seeing if it's worth all the, the math and science that you're going to go through to, you know, come out on the other end and really enjoy it. That's great. And let's let's change positions a little bit and talk a little bit about STEM Blazers because you have been such a huge part of STEM Blazers for the last few years. Um, you're currently um, the director of events and you are one of the founding members of STEM Blazers. So um, what inspired you to start with STEM Blazers and what inspires you to stay involved? So what inspired me to start was actually I had just started working for Applied Weather and it was a at-home job. And I was like, I got to get out of this house. I got to meet other women. I'm going to go crazy in my sweatpants if I don't find something. And my passion has always been supporting women, supporting girls in STEM careers because I, I didn't have a group like STEM Blazers growing up. Even in college, I did not have any sort of resources um, like with STEM Blazers. So I wanted to find a group of like-minded women that also shared the same passion to support the next generation of girls. And I just Googled online and found STEM Blazers and they sucked me in right away and I haven't <laughs> left and I love it. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, hope to be here for a long time. What benefits have you seen from STEM Blazers? I would have to say the two biggest um, benefits for our girls that I really see a lot of, I guess, reaction and growth from are, first of all, opening, opening opportunities to all different kinds of STEM fields. I remember when I did my roundtable on meteorology, people afterwards were like, I had no idea you could do that in meteorology. Like I had never even thought about it. I know there's been other responses from girls along the along the years that were like, I never even thought about that. Or I had no idea that I could do that. And I think just opening the opportunities for all our girls to just see what's out there is huge. It really is huge. And I think the second benefit is having these women put physically put in front of our girls mm -hmm. because they can say, wow, I see her. She looks like me. She can do it. I can do it. Mm -hmm. And I think that really is, is one of the biggest parts of STEM Blazers. And really, I see where the benefits come from to give these girls confidence to go after maybe the STEM career they want to at least get them thinking about it, I think is amazing. Why do you think that it's important to um, introduce meteorology to the girls who are part of STEM Blazers? I think it's, uh, again, kind of just getting it in front of them, giving them another option, letting them know that, okay, you don't just have to be in front of a map on TV. Like there's, you can do research, you can do these other options, really just giving them another another avenue to just think about. And, you know, it's it's not tech, it is science. A lot of science, you know, people might think of 
doctors, nurses, medical, biomedical, things like that. And this is down a totally different avenue that I think really just opens their eyes to to different things and a different type of science, I would say, which I think would help girls to kind of be a little more well-rounded when they're looking towards their future. Yeah, giving them more opportunities to see where they could choose from. Yeah. Along with students, who are you who are a part of the organization? What kind of benefits do you see for volunteers? Volunteers make our organization. They are they are the backbone for sure. And there's multiple benefits. I would say, I mean, there's so many different avenues you can you can do with STEM Blazers as far as, as far as volunteering. You can be a chapter leader, you can be, you know, a mentor, round table speaker, um, you can have them come do field trips at your place of work, uh, mentorship, if I didn't say that already. So there's so many ways for you to interact with our girls in our middle and high school chapters that if that's how you want to go, and that's how you want to see the benefits is with the girls, there's so many options. Also, I would say is the organization, we have so many contacts of female professional women in STEM careers that if you kind of want to have your own network and meet some of these other women, like we have it and we can get you connected. And I know we've had ladies come in that maybe have just lost their job or are looking for another job and we're like, oh, Wendy's like, because she knows everyone, right? She's like, I know this person and I'm going to get you connected with him or her and we're going to figure it out for you. So besides the, the girl connection, there really is, I think, a network of female STEM professionals that is really beneficial. Um, I completely agree. I think the networking portion of STEM Blazers is just something that is unmatched by so many other things that people can be a part of when they're in high school um, or even in middle school. So just starting early as a, as a girl, is it's great to have those connections from the get-go. So that's, yeah. I agree, super cool. Yeah. Christy, can you think of um, an inspiring moment that you'd like to share from your time in STEM Blazers? Gosh, I'm going to get goosebumps. <laughs> Um, there's been so many, I mean, obviously it's been hard now with, with COVID and not being able to see everyone, you know, in person, but back in the day when we would be able just to see these girls, I don't know, there's so many, because I know like for you, Madison, I saw you back in high school and now you're rocking your college and (laughs) now you're giving back to STEM Blazers, which I know melts Wendy's heart. I know that has always been a goal of ours to keep you guys involved and specifically, you know, gosh, I don't know, just watching you girls grow up and seeing what you do and sticking in your path and coming back, I think is a huge, huge reward and very inspiring. I definitely agree with that wholeheartedly. I know from my four years when I was in high school, just watching like the next group of freshmen that would come in to be a part of it. It was so cool to just watch their eyes light up when they realize all the cool jobs that they didn't even know existed. And you get to watch them grow at the same time that you're growing too. So I think you're totally, totally hit, hit the nail on the head with that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. It's, it's really been, and you're, you know, you're kind of like our first test, right? Right. The first one out and you came back. So it means it's working. It's working. It's working. I'm a good little guinea pig. I (laughs) doing the podcast now. It's super fun. Yeah. I think we're going to go ahead and move on to our rapid fire question round. If you guys are ready for that. 
Oh, man. Okay. All right, Katie, for take it away. Yeah, so now it is time for the rapid-fire question. I'm going to ask you a series of questions, and you will respond as fast as you can. Are you ready? Sure. Okay, what is your favorite STEM Blazers event? <gasps> mocktail. Okay. I should say golf tournament, but it's mocktail. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite weather phenomenon? Thunderstorms. What is your life hack? Your your favorite life hack? Um, gosh, I don't know how to say this quickly. For work, separating your projects one at a time so you don't get overwhelmed and go crazy. Okay, cats or dogs? <gasps> dogs. <laughs> what do you do to de-stress? Play with my dog. <laughs> <laughs> what are three things you cannot live without? Uh, my dog. My husband and chocolate. What is the best compliment you have ever received? Well, think, keeping in the real, real of STEM, I love when I people ask what I do and I say I'm a meteorologist and they gasp and can't believe they've met one. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes me so happy. <laughs> what is your favorite hobby? Gosh, I guess just, I used to actually, I used to love going to the movies. When it was still a thing. <laughs> okay, last one. Sweet, salty, or spicy? Sweet, 100%. <laughs> okay. All right, and then lastly, this is a question that we ask all of our guests. Standing where you are now, what advice would you give to your high school self? Wow. I would tell her, it's okay to be a girl and like math. It's okay to be a girl and like science. Moving forward, it's going to be hard. But you can do it, and you work hard, and you will be greatly rewarded. Thank you so much, Christy. On behalf of STEM Blazers, I want to thank you for joining us today. Of course. And for all of the time you have volunteered to make STEM Blazers a success. Hey. Thank you, Christy. This was so, it was so good talking to you. You too. <laughs> Thank you to our listeners for joining us on this episode of STEM Blazers. Next week, we will be speaking with a new professional. To learn more about STEM Blazers, to donate or to get involved, please visit us at stemblazers.org or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at STEM Blazers. <laughs>